2: All right, for all with you, starting hour two on Coast to Coast on a pain free Friday. Uh, Joker about to tie that up at twos with a break of Rafa up 40 15 right now and Nadal 2 1 in the fourth and down 2 1 in sets to the Joker. We bring in Mafi. We got a lot to talk about. Brian Ciano on Fight night coming up uh tomorrow 263 and we got bellator tonight so let's break down 263 adesanya uh, vittori two give us your picks for the great card i can't wait to see edwards and diaz
3: yeah it's a pretty stacked card you got three five round fights you got some other fights on the undercard that your know, names like people know we talked about jojo uh, calderwood and lauren murphy earlier in the week but getting from the top to the bottom on this card the main event you know, you have Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. This is the rematch for these two. They fought before, before Adesanya got the belt. I'm going Adesanya with this. I know there's been a lot of talk about Vittori, about his wrestling. First of all, these guys don't like each other. Second of all, if you're thinking about the wrestling and how Blachowicz used it against Adesanya, don't forget, he weighed about 195 in that event. He did not go up to heavyweight in the, the right way. He did not get bulked up like a lot of guys do. So by the time we got to fight night, Blahovich was probably 30 pounds heavier than him when he was holding him down to the ground. That just showed how scared he was to stand and trade with this guy. On the other hand, against a guy his own size against Vittori, Adesanya has an 80% takedown defense, so he's going to hold it on the feet as much as he can. I don't think it's going the distance. I don't think we're getting to the three and a half rounds. I think we're going to see typical Adesanya, the last stylebender, is going to pummel this guy and eventually get him out of there before we get through, you know, two and a half minutes left in the fourth round for sure then the next fight you got another title fight another rematch here when you get Figueredo versus Moreno now the first time these guys fought it was an epic five round fight which was a majority uh, draw because of a cross shot that Figueredo took on Moreno Ow. a big one late you know low blow cost him a point because of that it was a draw if not for that it's a win for Figueredo and he takes his belt back home with him again he still kept it, of course, because a draw as a champion. You keep your belt. But this one, I think it's going to be an even better performance by Figueredo. Not to discount Moreno, but let's not forget, this guy took that fight on three weeks' notice. He's had to stay in Vegas. Didn't go home, see his family, train his normal camp. He stayed in Vegas and did everything. And then the week of the fight, he was in the hospital twice, including the night before the fight. He was in there till 4 a.m. The guy couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He couldn't keep things down. Still got in there with a five-round war where he probably won the fight. So I think this time he's going to look even better against Moreno. I think he beats him. And I'm going to go TKO or submission by him The double chance because while I think it's going to be a violent stand-up fight, let's not forget that Figueiredo has that you know ability that he did against Benavidez where he could pummel you and beat you up, and then all of a sudden you're on the ground, and he jumps on and throws that arm around your neck and chokes you out. Then, as you mentioned, you have the other five-round fight that's not a title fight, not a main event, we're going to give it five rounds for no good reason. It's Edwards versus the return of Nate Diaz. I'm sticking with Edwards. The results are heavy in his favor as far as the FanDuel odds are. I think he's going to win this fight. He's won eight of nine. The ninth fight was, of course, that no contest against Muhammad. Nate Diaz is four and four in his last eight in this division. He doesn't win all the time, but he gets all this hype. He's like that you know, ex-lover that you just can't get out of your head even though you know it's no good for you. He talks a good game, says all the right things to get you back with him, and then you realize that after you put your money down on him that was a stupid thing to do. I'm going edwards i think it goes the distance here they're kind of shading it not to and i know it's a little iffy because of it being a five-round fight but edwards constantly goes the distance gets decisions nate diaz hasn't finished people in years i'm going to go edwards by decision then underneath that when you have Bilal muhammad who of course just had that no contest against your boy edwards in the last fight that they didn't rematch now he's fighting Damian Maya, he feels like this is a legendary guy, a good test for you know Usman because of the ground game of Maya, but I just think he's way better on the feet. At 43 years old, Maya doesn't have that much left in the tank. Muhammad's going to pick him apart from the outside like he's done with all these guys in his recent fights on this win streak he's on, and I think he's going to continue his win streak. I think he's going to win here and get in the title picture, and then just to throw in as the last one on that main card, you got Craig, the uh, Scotsman there against Hill. Jamal Hill is a badass on the feet. He's had a couple nice fights here for the UFC, but he hasn't been tested against competition at the level of Craig, who's a good light heavyweight, taking guys down and grinding them down the ground. So I'm going to go with the underdog pick there and Craig.
2: All right. We welcome in our radio affiliate Sirius XM, Mighty or 1090 in San Diego. Sports map, sports byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's for all coast to coast on a paid free Friday. We're talking to fight game of Mafia. I do want to say Diaz may lose the fight. But at least he sparked up a fatty at the press conference. God bless him. Nagano still focused on John Jones. I'm starting to wonder if uh, Richard Schaefer will end up pulling that deal off instead of the Lewis fight that everybody thinks is going to happen. And it'll end up being John Jones after all. Why don't you break down Bellator tonight for me now? Uh, because we got another card tonight of fights on Showtime.
3: Another card on showtime. We're just going to get the two main ones in this one. Of course, you don't get all the extra with FanDuel on Bellator with the ways, the victory, or the different things you can do, the total rounds, things like that. So we're just going to keep it just the main fights here. Douglas Lima is defending his belt here against uh, Amosov at Welterweight. Lima's a badass. He won eight of 10. Those two losses one was Sorority McDonald, who he then beat later on, his other one was against. You know, moving up in weight class to fight for the vacant title in the next weight class. He did not win that. And it was a a badass fight. He went the the full distance. Again, it's a very tough opponent. Now he's coming back down his weight. Amosov's had a nice record here in Bellator, but Lima's on a different level. I'm going to take him to win this. I'm surprised the odds are so close. And then... Your boy Jackson against Daly. Of course, Jason Jackson, the ass-kicking machine for Sumtex Daly. Sumtex Daly hasn't been, you know, at the top level in a long time. He talked about retiring last year. his hold it off a little bit. But as you see, Jackson is a guy who is a heavily favored in this fight. I think he's going to keep, you know, his distance, not getting those big hands from Sumtex and still get a decision victory here as well.
2: And how did Clarissa Shields do last night?
3: She looked great. I was very impressed by her performance because unlike some of these where they, you know, her opponent wasn't a great record-wise person, but she was a brown belt in Brazilian, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, took her down the first two rounds, was holding her down, but she managed to get up. She didn't get submitted. She got back to her feet, fought it off, which is always the biggest question with a stand-up fighter, and then the third round when she went for the takedown, she sprawled, got her down, and then just pummeled her and used that boxing, got the, you know, knockout win, so a great performance by her, I think, in her first fight.
2: So whatever you do tomorrow, Shakur Stevenson is fighting, bet on him. When we come back, we'll talk baseball.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling.
2: Be a little inside skinny here on the show. Here's what happens in the break. Uh, Carver High comes walking back on the set. He's got 50 tickets going on golf. He's been riding Doc, Holiday, Redmond all week. He's all over him winning money. Guy has two doubles in a row to close out his round, and the only thing I heard Carver say is, what a loser. The guy he's betting on all days turned on him, and now he turns back on him and calls him a loser.
5: I mean, seriously, I I mean, uh, uh, two holes ago, the guy was nine under. I come back, he's five under. I mean, what are we doing here? The good doctor, Doc Uh, Redman, in trouble at the Palmetto. We'll talk about that later on. Let's do baseball now, Scotty. Uh, The Twins actually beat the Yankees last night. Seven to five. Here it is. The walk-off! Nelson Cruz with the big fly off of Heraldis Chapman on the Yes Network.
6: Winning run on first. Here's Cruz, and Cruz powers one. Ball game. A rare blemish from
5: Chapman. Prevents a happy trip to Philadelphia for the.
2: I think uh Donaldson hit one to tie it, and then, or, or at least, right, and then he hit the home run to win it. Uh, so they hit two home runs in the bottom of the ninth and off Chapman, I believe, and that's how they won the game. I'm just lucky I bet on the Twins yesterday. The way the Yankees own the Twins, you never bet on the Twins. I did because of the half angle. They got lucky with the walk-off, and I got the cover.
5: Yeah, they were down 5-3. Donaldson hit the two-run homer to tie it. Cruz hits the two-run homer to win it. A bad night for Chapman. Giancarlo Stanton did have another homer. Looks like he's heating up a little bit. But Aaron Boone, another brutal Yankee loss. Here's
7: Booney. Yeah, it stings. I mean, no two ways about it. Oh, does it doesn't. Um, yeah. You know, especially on a yeah. night when, when we did a lot of things really well. and, and A lot of great things. The good sure quality of bats. Runs, it felt like. Yeah, um, yeah you know the we've been we've been grinding up and down the order we've been you know, grinding in the hard contact we yeah, just gotta, gotta stay, stay focused. focused build that lead yeah. you know it's here and like, there, hard you know, contact to uh you know to kind of break that game open all night geo stings a couple balls in the gap same with stings with them. DJ. Um, so frustrating uh, that we couldn't add on, especially with the quality of that's What bats a loser. happened. But quality no of no question bats. this one stings and, and yeah. we gotta we gotta stings. get past it and, and, and build on you know, some of the momentum that some of those small things that we're starting Sad. to do really well.
2: Listen, I'm telling you, I'll never get past that they got swept in Detroit. I'll remember that the whole season. The whole season, I'll remember that one. If they now, if they missed out on the playoffs by two games, uh, those three games in Detroit were their worst nightmare.
5: Now, I had to show you these two things today because I think this is the first time all year I saw the Yankees <laughs> slip in the odds to win the AL and the World Series, odds to win the American League. The Yankees are no longer first. The White Sox, 3-1. Now the favorites to win the American League, the Yankees at plus 430. They're still ahead of the Rays, though, who haven't lost a game in about six weeks. Plus 480 for Tampa, and then away you go from there. And on the World Series side, the Yankees have fallen significantly. Yankees down to 11-1. to The Mets are ahead of the Yankees at 9-1. to The Padres, the White Sox, and the Dodgers. The Yankees finally taking a slip at the book, Scotty.
2: Listen, uh, the Yankees at this point are going to be lucky if they make the playoffs. So uh, there is no way in hell I'm betting on them. The Rays and Astros, the Mets, the Padres, the White Sox, the Dodgers, they're all clearly better than the hapless Yankees who've done nothing. I mean, the Yankees are basically the Braves. The Braves were great last season. Now they suck. And the Yankees are always a playoff team, and now they suck. They're just like the Braves, they should be
5: lovers. I agree, and yesterday the Braves got walked off in Philadelphia for the second game in a row, 4-3 in the 10th inning. Gene Segura doing the double on NBC Sports Philadelphia.
6: 0-1 as the runners lead off. The pitch coming to Segura. Out to left center field, well hit. Almonte's going back toward the 387 sign. It's off the top of the wall! <laughs> Oduble Herrera around third. He'll score! Gene Segura! He's bringing everybody out to where the ball was. The Phillies win it 4-3 here in the bottom of the 10th inning. The celebration around Gene Segura.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Freddie Freeman hits a home run in the night to tie it. Then they go up 3-1 in extras, and they lose 4-3. The Braves sucked. They blew it. They should have won the game. And I bet on the Phillies and had another cash ticket. Check out. Ooh.
5: There you go. The White Sox beat the Blue Jays 5-2 last night. Let's check in with Tony Larusa. You remember yesterday, Scotty? He had sounded like he was getting a little bit of a cold. Couple coughs from Tony. Uh, right. Let's see if he's improved at all while he tries to tell you if uh, talk about how Dallas Keuchel shut down one of the best lineups in baseball. Here's Tony.
7: Here we go. I mean, that is a really good lineup, and he made some just hellacious pitches to uh, keep him off the board and uh, <clears throat> shut him down. Who? I was say oh. it was artistic as far as I was concerned. The way he was painting. Get the thing. that out of there. Oh, clear you know, that out! Well, the infield hits early. For the- oh, oh, look out, in a, Tony! In one run and uh, <laughs> Makata's uh, uh. mistake. It cost. Oh boy! But fortunately, <laughs> it did not cost him the rest of the game.
2: Uh, anyway, I uh, always love when you yeah. got the luge action. Not a good sign. <laughs>
5: Tony, calm down, my man. Hit the NyQuil tonight. Uh, The Red Sox put put Nick Matagrawl on the IL with a hamstring tear. Lance Lynn, of course, White Sox pitcher. It was his turn yesterday to talk about spin rates and the pitchers using sticky stuff. Lynn says it's gotten out of control. Here he is on SiriusXM MLB Radio.
7: I will tell you this.
6: I've seen some stuff lately uh, that I never saw early on in my career. And um, it's, it's gotten Spider too far, jizz. to be honest with you. And I think everyone will agree with that. <laughs> I think there's obviously a way that everyone can go about it where there's an even playing field all the way around without using these glues or whatever they're called. Um, I haven't been on a team huh? that has uh, told people to do things and or gave people things to use and or even seen some of this stuff that people are talking about. Um, But I know it's out there. Everyone knows it's out there. And uh, uh, we just need to make sure that it kind of, you know, it's it's gone too far.
2: Well, it's getting uh, crazy in the sense that uh, we have to talk about it every single day. And I just don't care. Honestly, like, I watched the Braves-Phillies game yesterday, right, because there was – nothing else happening, and I'm sitting there getting ready to do the show, and I'm watching this baseball game, and I mean to tell you, I've had more fun in the back of a cop car, and I've never been in the back of a cop car. <laughs> I mean, it is, I, I, like, I, I'm so fearful of the end of hockey and, it's and NBA basketball. I, I'm with that, you. Like, baseball alone, like, I, I, I'm not watching the, the long jump in the Olympics either. Like, uh, the only thing I have to live for is summer league basketball in Vegas because baseball to me is heroin. I can't even. I, I, it's uh, just. I don't know what it is. I talk about it all day like it's the greatest thing on earth. It is. I'm literally. It is the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. It's so boring. It really is
5: boring. It. it re- it's tough. It's a tough watch. Golf and we got is a lot of coming our way in a couple of weeks. Golf's golf not. is better. I love betting on golf. Uh, the Red Sox beat the Astros 12 8 last night. Christian Arroyo ties the game with a three run jack on Nesson. The Sox needed it. Here it is
0: 2 1. Swinging a
7: high fly ball deep left center, back it goes, and gone!
6: Three run shot for Arroyo. He jumped all over, and he's
0: tied the ball game.
2: I'm hearing, you know, we saw that Sale workout. I'm hearing more and more that he's close, and uh, they're licking their chops yep. in Boston to get Sale back.
5: All right, later this hour, Scotty, we will go through all of tonight's games. I will tell you right now, at Wrigley, the Businessman Special, the Friday afternoon. Cubbies up eight to five on the Cardinals right now in the ninth inning. The Cubbies looking to stay hot here. Sweet.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie?
4: Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975, to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run.
2: So I'm at the gym lifting weights uh, the other day and a guy comes up to me and I got you know I got the, the headsets in and everything, you know the, the, the you know ear pl- earbuds, whatever the hell you call them. And I, I, I avoid everyone. I want nothing to do with anybody. I'm just kind of minding my own business and this guy walks up to me, I'm sitting there on the bench and he says to me, "Hey, and I, I go, oh, I can't hear you." And then he kept talking. so I took my earbuds out and the guy says to me, word for word, I gotta tell you, I love that Adam Kaplan guy on your show. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, can you leave me alone? I'm over here. I love Adam too, but can I just lift my weights? I got some guy giving me the business. Kaplan, and they love you everywhere. So I told the guy after he he, he got in that he loves you, and I and I appreciated that. I thought it was fantastic. I told the guy, I said, Adam's great. I've known him for years. He's an awesome NFL reporter. I said, you should see how much ass this guy gets. Wait, I,
6: are we live
2: actually? <laughs> test one. I don't two, know what test, I don't
6: even know what you're talking about. Test, but test I do appreciate one, two. the uh the, the guy what the guy said. I, I figured there was somebody out there. Thank you very much. The No, the, there's the millions anonymous. of fans. Yeah, they love
2: yeah, you, thanks. Cap. They love you everywhere. Thanks. They love, love you on Coast to Coast and on Sports Grid. All right, let's talk uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I got to right. tell you, this story to me is like feta cheese. I am not buying any of this that this guy all of a sudden now is saying, I want to finish my career in Seattle after all of that sappy syrup we heard in the offseason about him winning out of Seattle. This guy needs to make his effing mind up.
6: Scott, here's the deal with, with Wilson. You and I have been talking about this since last fall. Leading up to week one against Atlanta, I told you I had he- been hearing very strongly that the Seahawks, for the first time under Pete Carroll, were going to come out throwing the football in the first half, not trying to run it. And that's what happened against Atlanta. In fact, if you look at Russell Wilson's first half of the season numbers, we're not talking about the first half of games, which I was just talking about. We're talking about the first eight games. This is incredible. He had 28 touchdown passes on pace for an NFL record, fifty-six touchdown passes in a season, and what happened was in the second half, they're running the more. They're the ball more in the second half of the season. Things have gotten more conservative. Teams are playing them differently, and then Brian Schottenheimer uh, and Pete Carroll had philosophical differences. So Brian Schottenheimer resigned, and then Shane Waldron comes in from the Rams. Now, I do on it from what I understand is Russell Wilson was involved in the hiring. He was consulted. Uh, They they wanted Russell to be on on board with it. He was, and he's met privately with Shane Waldron, uh, who's their new offensive coordinator. But we know what happens. Something happens in season where when Pete Carroll thinks they're throwing the ball too much, all of a sudden they're running it more. And that's what I think irks Russell Wilson in addition to having a little bit of say in personnel. And when when we say say, he's not going to make any personnel moves, but he would like to have some input like Tom Brady's had and some other veteran quarterbacks. So, that's, that is what has happened here. Now, yes, he technically did not ask for a trade, but his agent spoke to more than one media outlet and said, hey, listen, if if we're being traded or being asked to be traded, uh, if the Seahawks are looking to trade our uh, Russell Wilson here, uh, here are the teams that we would be willing to be traded to because Russell Wilson is in a trade clause. And what happened was the Seahawks made sure they tried to downplay that. A lot of teams called the Seahawks. And the Seahawks told those teams that it wasn't going to happen. Now, there were some teams, Pharrell, around the National Football League, that if this doesn't go well this season, he's actually going to ask out. And the Seahawks might oblige him. Why? Because they don't want to keep having the situation. here have two years left on his deal. Um, not a secret. They like Patrick Mahomes in the 2017 draft. But Russell Wilson's their starter this season. There's no question about it. But I know where you're going here. If this doesn't work, if if – there's not a good marriage of Waldron and, and, and Russell Wilson here as a quarterback and offensive coordinator, and Pete Carroll's micromanaging the offense again. There are going to be problems, and we could see a change after the season.
2: So, do you believe uh, that? I mean, they're in dire straits without this guy. I don't think you know Green Bay is in dire straits. They're excited about Love. They think that he can be a stud. He's shown uh, you know spurts of it this week in minicamp, and he's looked fantastic. They can't talk like that in Seattle, can they? About anything? Do they even have a backup quarterback?
6: They don't have. They don't have a future quarterback. Where you're right with Green Bay, they have the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers, uh, with Jordan Love. That's why they traded up to go get him. Uh, they were obviously the Packers are expecting that Rodgers would be their quarterback for the season. Then they'd see after the season, and we're going to learn in late July whether he's going to be traded or not. Right now, they're not even taking any calls. They won't. But when you get back to Seattle. I'm told they've never were shopping him. Once the story came out, uh, the various stories that were written and reported on teams called the Seahawks, but teams that called them clearly were told that he was not going to be traded, but it won't stop them next year. If things come out Pharrell, it's only going to get harder on the Seahawks to not move him.
2: Do you believe him when he says uh, he never asked to be traded and never wants to leave Seattle? And you said it best. If if he doesn't have success this year, I have a hard time believing that those ruminations aren't going to start again, that he's unhappy.
6: From everything I've heard behind the scenes is he's happy with Shane Rolder, the new OC. And what I'm also told is this offense that Seattle's going to run is more of a true West Coast offense where – it's about timing and the quarterback must get the ball out quicker well russell wilson when he's had problems tends to haul into the ball too long he was holding it longer in the second half of the regular season than the first half last year and that led to problems turnovers he's never been a big turnover guy he was turning the ball over and that's when Pete Carroll said we're running the ball more uh but russell wilson was not comfortable in that offense the second half of the season then you saw the change in offensive coordinator this to me is the last straw here It's got to work here with Waldron or Wilson or something could happen after next season.
2: Lastly, just on this real quick, I know we have other issues, but why don't they just – I mean, at – At Pete Carroll's age, let's face facts. I mean, it's, you know, you can see the writing on the wall, the future. There's not a a long uh, bevy of years left for him. Why not just let this guy go out and play the way he wants to play? Why not let him sling it around? Why not let him run? He's so exciting. He had 56 TDs. I mean, uh, why not 28 through 8 weeks? Why not just, I mean, why go conservative? It's not serving them well. All they've done is gone
6: backwards since their Super Bowl runs. 100% and here's the here's the problem though. Pete Carroll is a defensive-minded head coach. He believes in the running game. That's why Chris Carson is back again. He was a guy that as I understand it was very high on Chris Carson for the 2017 draft and it starts with their run game. Play action throw the ball deep. That's what he wants and he does not want them throwing the ball a lot. He wants a lower number of pass attempts per game. I don't I don't believe Russell Wilson's on board with that so but Right now, they've, they've come to the meetings of the minds here. They seem to be on the same path. But you and I know it. it. It looked great in the first half of last season, and things went awry, and that's why he was unhappy. So let's see what happens. All right, what's the story with McVay
2: having to backtrack on comments he's made, essentially, in not so many words, saying uh, he's happy now basically because Golf
6: is gone. Yeah, and what he wanted to do is he was just asked about Matthew Stafford being his new quarterback after the last OTA practice of the season on Thursday. and He said, quote, I think I've been very happy. Everybody says, man, you just seem like you're in a better mood this offseason. I said, you're damn right I am. But he was just responding about having Matthew Stafford as his quarterback, not that that, he's, that he doesn't have to golf anymore. Now, he later said, because he wanted to make sure people understood what he meant, he said, quote, I hate that I even have to say this, but I – Made a comment that I was that was definitely ma- taken out of context. I'm very excited. I'm in a good mood because the confidence that I have in this team. By, by by no means is it a slight to anybody. You know, like Jared, who's done a phenomenal job for the last four years here. Yeah, look, they got the ship ball together. But other teams told me their understanding was that it was absolutely Sean McVay was energetic when it came to getting Matthew Stafford and training Jared Goff. He drove the the train, so to speak. He saw that Stafford was an upgrader of Goff. Goff. Goff is a winning quarterback. There's no question you could win with him. But when Matthew Stafford becomes available, it's a no-brainer. You make this trade. And they did that because Stafford's a better quarterback than Goff, and that's the way McVay sees it. He did not need to say it. It's very clear to me that that's the way he saw it. That No slight at Goff. Stafford's a better quarterback, period, and a story, because you could do way more than Stafford, with Stafford because you're kind of living into certain throws that you can make with Goff. Stafford, as you know, Pharrell, you can make every throw with him, and he's going to be great. His best years are ahead of him at 33 years old, by the way. I'm telling you, they Yeah, are.
2: I think so. Uh, so what's going to happen in Washington? Who's getting that gig huh. at quarterback?
6: Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. So we Ryan Fitzpatrick is the unquestioned starter going into training camp. But Ron Rivera, the head coach, will not hand him the job he went on record this week, and here's the quote: "I just feel that going into this, going into this, knowing we have a proven guy, Fitzpatrick, that has the ability to lead us. But again, we have a guy in Taylor Heineke that shows he can do it. Remember, Heineke did a great job uh, in the playoffs when he had a play against Tampa Bay. They almost they almost up, upset the Bucks. And to finish off the quote from Rivera, they're going to compete, they're going to push, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to push our football team and make our football team better. And don't forget." Um, the reason why Heineke is on the roster is because of Scott Turner. Scott Turner had him in Minnesota. He had him in Carolina, and now he has him to And as I understand, he pushed for him. And Heineke's been a great story. He's an undrafted free agent. I remember seeing him years ago at the East West Shrine game. I never thought he'd make it. He, he has a funky delivery, but he's tough. He's savvy. And this is a good story here. Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter, folks. Let's call it like it is. They, they could say there's a competition, but the, the reality is Fitzpatrick will be the starter. But guess what? Fitzpatrick has not been a full-time starter since 2015. In 16 years as an NFL quarterback, he's only started fully three seasons, and now you have a 17-game schedule. So we know that Heineke's probably going to get some starts this season.
2: I mean, I got 20 seconds. He never can go the distance either and have a full season of success. It's always like up, 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 down, down, down.
6: Fitzpatrick, and then there's, of course, Fitz tragic, and that's the problem. But I love watching him. Uh, teams told me for free agency that graded him. The best he played last in his career in the 16 years was last season. But as you said, it wasn't for a full season either.
2: I think our boy, uh, Cole Heineken, is actually uh, – I like his price tag and what he can do on the field. I think we're going to see both of them play this year. No questions asked. All right, Adam, great stuff. Good week. Uh, have a great weekend, buddy.
6: You too. Thank you.
2: All right, there he is, Adam Catlin. All right, Carper, why don't we pick it up at that Russell Wilson? Because I know we got a, a piece of him talking about uh, that he had nothing to do with any of that uh, wanting to be traded. I don't believe a word he says.
5: Yeah, we've got a bunch of football clips for you, Scotty. We'll start with Russell Wilson. And here he is trying to sell you that he wants to stay in Seattle despite those thousands of reports that he wanted to be traded. Here's Russell Wilson. He said you wanted to be in Seattle. Uh, um, do you still see yourself being here long term and there's some no. people who think that this situation is just being kicked down the road till maybe Adam a liar. How, how do you prevent this from, from kind of
8: erupting again?
5: <laughs> well, I think anytime in sports, obviously things can change. I think that's just the reality. Oh, always. Uh, everybody knows that. You know. Yeah, no, your wife's me, smoking the hot. Heart bro. Of our hearts. And, um <laughs> you know, I I love the city. I love this place. Um, oh, I love know, it here. Uh, I love. I love it here, but I want to leave. <laughs> From the moment I touched down to Seattle Children's, to you know, our Why Not You Academy, to oh. everything else that we have going
4: on. Oh, here this place we go with along. the charities. And, you know,
5: yeah, I love the loves I love the teammates. city, I loves love I love, the people. I love this coaching staff. I love this building. You know, so every time I love I, your I, wife. Um, what don't you love? Every time I come up here, I get excited. You know, just to get ready to go again, and uh, oh. you know, every morning I wake up, I wake up to win and wake up to win another Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and, I uh, eat, breathe, and sleep. That's my mission.
2: Oh, please. Oh, I can't geez. even stop thinking about his wife. I don't even care what he does. Uh, I, well, I just,
5: yes, very true right there. Zara. Let's move to Green Bay now where, of course, there was no Aaron Rodgers at the mandatory minicamp, but Jordan Love got to do it all this week. That's according to head coach Matt LaFleur. Of course he did. You didn't have any other quarterbacks there. Here's LaFleur. <laughs>
6: We installed our offense, and um, you know, kind of threw everything at him. I think he's a guy. I noticed again, you haven't shaved since Aaron went the to Hawaii. Of, of some others, so dressing a little, to, little know, bit, multiple looks at, at many different plays, and, and really find
5: out what he does best and what our team does best. Because every year, things <laughs> he's change. he's been there, there for a year and a half. half. We don't so, know what he could do before this um, week. Just trying, he's to rocking the for, farmer you know, look right, how right how here.
6: How much he can really handle, and I think he's done a, a great job of of. Mm-hmm. Um, being intentional about his work, how he goes out to practice, he's on the does. farmer oh, dating on. website. I, I think it's it's paying off for him. I think he looks, you know, he looks progress.
5: like Who? you know, you know, you know, he looks like he looks like Favre in those Wrangler commercials. Like he that's kind of what Matt LaFleur is rocking right there. He looks You're like right. Fred Favre in those Wrangler commercials. Oh, geez, I'm that's another story that we're sick of. Uh, I mean, just get you know, whoever's going to play quarterback, just play quarterback.
4: Yeah, I Every don't even week care with anymore.
5: With Aaron Rodgers and Matt, LaPorte. I don't care if he. Hooli- <laughs> I don't care if
2: he comes back from Hawaii.
5: <laughs> Julio Never. Jones talked for the first time since becoming a member of the Tennessee Titans. Here he is saying that the Titan offense is going to be almost impossible to stop. If only they had a defense to match it. Here's Julio Jones. Defense is like you know um, you really don't have to pick your poison. So I mean if you want to. You know, stay in the box, put, you know, nine
0: in the box, right? Um, got like Derrick Henry in the backfield. You know,
7: you got
5: to. I bet he doesn't play then 10
7: games. AJ, go to work outside and then
5: <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you. I bet then this is going go to be bad. Work in the backfield.
7: You know, great offensive line, things like that, skiing, stuff like that. But, I mean, you just got to pick your poison at the end of the day. Um, but we're just going to go out there and play for one another. That's the culture of the team here. Um, just going out there and enjoying it. Just having
6: fun, and just and also just, just do your job at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I don't think he'll play a full season. I think his legs will give him problems again, and that'll be that.
5: Yeah, I don't think he'll play a full season, and I think this idea that the Tennessee Titan offense is going to be like the 89-49ers or something, I think that that's a little, a little far-fetched as well. Like, let's calm down. Like you said, Julio's always hurt. Ryan Tannehill is still the quarterback, I know he's been good the last couple years, but let's slow the roll that the Titans are going to score 700 points this year. Let's relax. Let's go to Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, as we know, Kyler played baseball and football when he was coming up in college at Oklahoma. He has it in his rookie contract that he is not allowed to go near a baseball field. But Kyler Murray, he's still talking about it, Scotty. He wants to play baseball again. Here he is.
0: You told me, you told others that, why, why do people need to count it out and I know the contract is what it is but yeah when you get the next contract will you work that in and, and how serious are you about maybe someday doing all three
7: <laughs> I mean uh yeah I know I know everybody around, like around here probably you know feels different about it but I mean me personally like I, I play the game my whole life like if i if I ever had the opportunity for sure like I would I would definitely go for it like that's what are we talking about <laughs> And I am sure any anybody else asking me would too. So I don't know. I'm not trying to start anything, I'm just talking. Well yeah, what's the trying, third yeah.
2: sport he plays? Well, sports e-
7: esports.
5: Esports. Oh, he's whatever. an esport player now. So whatever. but I like at the end. I like at the end where he's like, I'm not trying to start anything or anything, but you are trying to start something. Because you're talking about it. You're basically saying you want to play baseball. I'm sure that Cliff Kingsbury and all the people in Arizona love listening to Kyler Murray coming off the end of the season that he just had talk about playing baseball. I'm sure it warms their heart. And
2: who owns his rights? The A's, right?
5: Yes, if he did play baseball again, the Oakland A's do own his rights. Yesterday, we talked a lot about players and vaccines in the NFL and how Washington had a vaccine expert come and talk to the team. Tampa Bay coach Bruce Arians said, I don't need a vaccine expert because I'm the vaccine expert. Here's Bruce Arians.
8: Did you bring anybody in? Like, I know Coach Rivera brought a, a specialist in to talk to his
0: team to, to address some of the concerns. I didn't know
8: if
3: that was something you had to do here. No, I'm the specialist. <laughs> <laughs> just like for the <laughs> yeah, very, very,
0: very a bunch of hats. What was your message in that thing? Well,
3: if you want to go back to normal we'll get vaccinated, 85% is, uh, is what we're shooting for, and uh, I think everybody's uh, going to have health and, eat, and eating <laughs> on the side and doing all those things we had to do last year, so uh, it's still a personal choice, but uh, I don't see a reason not to be vaccinated.
6: Are there guys that have, you know, you've
7: spoken with that have resisted
3: this? No, I haven't spoken to anybody that's resistant, just too lazy to get one. Tom
2: Brady refuses to get the shot. And the team's going to go down the is... drain when he gets the Honta in December.
5: That is tremendous. Bruce Arians. I'm the, but he's right. Like, I'm the expert. Why do you need to bring an expert in? Like, if these guys haven't made up their mind by now, uh, they're not making up their minds. Jeez. So there's your NFL, Scotty. How about we go back and get to all of tonight's baseball games? There is a lot to do here in the MLB. The Giants are are in D.C. tonight to take on the Nationals. Max Scherzer is on the mound for them, minus 180 for the Nats. The Braves are in Miami tonight against the Marlins, Morton and Alcantara. The Braves, the road favorite at minus 118. The Orioles are in Tampa tonight. Ryan Yarbrough on the hill, minus 174. The Tigers hosting the White Sox. Lucas Giolito against Scooble, who's been pretty good his last couple starts, minus 166 for Chicago. And the Rockies, are in Cincinnati tonight. Kyle Freeland on the mound. The Reds lay in the lumber minus two ten. Yeah,
2: I love the Reds. Uh, I love this lineup. I've talked about it. Castellanos, Winker. I'm going with them. The Rockies suck. I'm on Giolito and the White Sox at Comerica on the streets in Detroit. I love the Rays tonight, big. And then uh, I'm going to take the Braves in Miami, and I'm going to go with the Giants uh, actually. Uh, to win that game. Uh, they're playing two tomorrow, I believe. But I'll take the yes. Giants tomorrow uh, tonight, and then tomorrow I'm going to split those two games. I'm going to take the Giants in game one on Saturday and the Nats in game two. So I'll give you a little uh, advance there.
5: Yeah, there, that is a doubleheader tomorrow in D.C. Also tonight, the Mets hosting the Padres. They played last weekend in San Diego And now the Mets host them. We've got Jacob deGrom on the hill against Blake Snell. Very good pitching matchup, minus 172 for the Mets. The Mariners are in Cleveland tonight, done against Zavale, minus 178 for the Tribe. The Blue Jays are in Fenway Stripling and Garrett Richards, minus 124 for the Sox. The Astros are in Minnesota to take on the Twins. Astros road favorite tonight, minus 156.
2: Yeah, I like the Astros uh, in uh, Minneapolis to get the job done. I'm on the uh, Red Sox at Fenway over to Jays. I'll take the Tribe. And that game at City Field is just absolutely fantastic. That's like an NLCS game right there. Snell against DeGrom. I'm going to bet everything on DeGrom. I'm going to take the Mets. I, I think the Mets are going to do some damage this weekend against the Padres.
5: I would like the MLB people, whoever's uh, looking for the spider tack, I'd like them to go check in on Snell and Degrom tonight. If we're gonna go check on Cole, I want you to check in on all the star pitchers, Scotty. I'm tired of it. All right, here we go. The Pirates, the Buckos in Milwaukee tonight. Woodruff against the Young, minus three ten. The Buccos, jeez, let's get them on the, on the big money line tonight. The Royals are in Oakland against the A's. Singer against Irvin, minus 132 for Oakland. The Angels are in Arizona tonight. Otani is on the hill, minus 142. And Clayton Kershaw takes on the Texas Rangers tonight in L.A., minus 360, the big lumber.
2: Yeah, I'm on Kershaw as my top play tonight in baseball and on the PharrellOnTheBench.com. And then I'm gonna take Otani and the Angels in Zona. I'm on the A's over the Royals at the Ashtray in Oakland and the Brewers are my number two play tonight because they're playing the lowly
5: Bucks. Can Otani have a big night tonight We need Otani to space out those MVP odds. With Vladdy Guerrero again. It's getting a little too close for me. So there's your MLB tonight. And how about this? No Yankees tonight, Scotty. You get a break from uh, Aaron Boone's postgame press conference. A two-game series with the Phillies Saturday and Sunday. Very weird to have a Friday off day for the Yankees and the Phillies tonight. They will play tomorrow in Philadelphia. All right. The Palmetto Championship in South Carolina. Round two is wrapping up there right now. Chasen Hadley. Who? He is the leader right now. Co-leader, we should say, with Dustin Johnson. They are both 11-under right now. Johnson is on the 18th. He is about to finish up. Hadley is done for the day. Also in the mix here, we've got Harris English. Shea Ravie at 6-under. Eric Van Royen. How about Garrick Higo? Rob Oppenheim, the good doctor, Doc Redman. I mean, Scotty, if there's ever a week that Dustin Johnson should win a golf tournament, it should be this one. I mean, look at the names surrounding Dustin Johnson this weekend. And it's in his home state. Can DJ actually take one down here? Honestly.
2: Mafia, I think, took me to a strip club called Shea Ravie in Montreal once. (laughs) If If I remember correctly, that place was fantastic. Oh, my God, the oh, leg and that I mean, place. that's
5: – Are we on the air? Jeez, A lot better than the leaderboard at the Palmetto this weekend. Uh, Tiger Woods declined an NBC offer to be part of the TV coverage of the U.S. Open. So they have the coverage next week, of course, uh, U.S. Open, which is going to be outstanding. And Tiger Woods says thanks, but no thanks. I don't talk about golf. I play it.
2: Well, I guess he's too cool to do the uh, U.S. Open, but uh, honestly, if you were him, everybody wants you to do everything. He's laying around on his ass, going through PT. He's got his kids. Like, who needs it? Like, I mean, he's a baller. He's not a talker.
5: It's true. Euros tomorrow. Wales, Switzerland, Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. We are underway over in Europe with the Euros. Let's go, baby.
2: Italy looked good today. I'm telling you what. They were rocking and rolling to start it against Turkey.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: All right, Carver, we got a lot going on here. Ex-Minnesota trooper admits to sending himself explicit photos of women that he detained while on the job. Cutting deals with chicks he gives speeding tickets to, apparently. Got a little action going there with some of his pullovers. A Millennium Cruise had passengers... Uh, Test positive for COVID on a fully vaccinated ship. I saw the Good Morning America guy was on there. They had a reporter on the cruise having a blast. And now they're saying there's people on the boat that are, they got them lock and key in a room all isolated. They got the Hanta. Hope you're enjoying your sail, the first sail of a cruise ship. And it took five minutes before somebody to have the Hanta. An Australian teen is in a coma After being crushed by a whale, what is happening here? Going out for a swim, maybe surfing, and you get detained and crushed by a whale. You're just having a hell of a day, Carver High. A Florida youth pastor charged with unlawful attempted sex with a 17-year-old girl. Where have we heard this story before? Down at the church. All kinds of exciting things happen. As long as they pass around the bucket and get their money, all hell breaks loose the rest of the time. Going down to confess your sins. You never know. You might get groped. Be careful down at the church when you're lighting a candle and bending over to light it. You might get a little
0: amazing. Uh,
2: a man <laughs> stuck inside a giant fan. At a California vineyard for two days. (laughs) They found his pockets filled with meth. The guy was lit and got trapped in a fan, and he smelled like a landfill when they got him out of there. All right, Carver, hi to your Islanders win on Sunday, game one on the road in Tampa.
5: Uh, Yes, I do believe they do. They'll go up 1-0.
2: There you go. All right, we'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 for both of these NBA playoff games and baseball, just like heroin. Game time decisions is next. Have a kick-ass weekend, everybody.
6: The only place to turn for expert sports gaming
7: strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This.
4: Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975, to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.